The tapes are rolling. Okay, how are you feeling today, Nikita? I'm really absent-minded today. Work seems to be unpredictable. You know, sometimes it's really hard to focus on the task at hand when other things are distracting you. Mm -hmm. What things? <laughs> Internal things or external? No, we're definitely not going to turn this into a psychotherapy session. I was going to dig in into our list, but you keep making me happy with topics that you already have for me. That's good. I had a topic for you. And I think it's especially interesting given the type of person that you are, given how much you travel and how many different cultures you've experienced yourself. The topic, I think, is that, you know, not a lot of people understand how dramatic and different, difficult the experience of uh, living in a different country is. You know, I was just thinking the other day how the first few years when I came to the U.S., people would ask me, like, do you think in English already? Do you feel comfortable? Do you, um, do you, do you, do, do, do you feel like at, at home? Do, like, did you? Do you feel um, totally acclimated? And I remember how the first, literally the first few months living in, in the U.S. was very confusing and everything looks different, smells different, the food is different, the culture is different, the people are different, everything is confusing and different. And now that I do think in English sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, my kind of relationship to it changed. So I, I, I don't really know where I'm going, what I, where I want to go with this. But the point I'm trying to make is I think people don't, those who wish to immigrate, right? Those who wish to live in another country, a lot of times they have absolutely no idea how difficult and dramatic this type of transition is. And that you never, until you die, you never actually fully recover they from They severely it. underestimate the gravity of this decision. And since we who've done it, keep our best face on and keep the appearances that everything is good, the choices that were made were good, we are fully responsible for our destiny and it, it was a good idea to move to a different country. They only see that cover of the book, Yeah, they don't see the, the depth. I mean, unless people want to ask questions and dig in, many people don't really, I mean, and, and plus we don't really want to share our traumas with most people. I mean, why would you want to put that burden on them, right? But yeah, that's true. I mean, there's a lot of stuff and, and I don't wish it upon anyone and if somebody says oh cool you moved to the states so i'll do that too i think i'm gonna you know follow your footprints i'm like just think about it you know if if you want to really know like if you really want to know how heavy it was at times especially in the beginning you might want to change your mind i mean sure i don't want to dissuade anybody you know if it's your dream to move to a different country sure go for it but just be aware <laughs> let's make it personal um what are some ways some ways that are unexpected Expected, I guess, that you personally mm. miss your country of origin. Well, that sense of belonging, that that I am the I'm I'm that country's person, you know, that I can go up to anybody and connect just based on the language, the slang, you know, the nuances of cultural, uh, commonly shared. Sort of, uh, legacy or whatever it may be pop culture or education um what else it's it's access to childhood friends and family members it's less important over the years but it's important for a while for some people it never stops being important being disconnected from the people that left a huge imprint on you as a child or as a teenager those years are a lot more sensitive yeah so the the, the blueprint the, that you make together with other people for yourself for, for the rest of your life is especially pronounced then and it's it's the foundation um, so when you move depending on the age but it doesn't matter really like after you've a fully formed adult i'd say after like 19 20 
Uh, every new country can offer a blueprint that you can use. You can create your own new life that is based on that country's culture, but it will be a rapid adaptation. Like you will never be one of them. And maybe it's a good thing in one place and not so good in another place. Yeah, so yeah, so I guess I miss this this easy access to connecting, to, co- to connection that already exists and to the possibility of connecting to other people that are made of the same sort of same matter as me. There's multiple threads that I want to pull. And one of them is how easy it is as you travel. I imagine you have similar experience, but how easy it is here in the States or elsewhere to connect with somebody who's from a similar culture. You like the how how quickly the connection forms and how much understanding there is even though you know nothing about this person other than this person is shares your cultural background you like it is mind blowing sometimes i can immediately feel like i have um it's easier for me to trust someone um just simply based on just being from the same culture and the other thing i'm bringing up is also interesting it's what is you know um i If you move to, if you immigrate when you're 30, and if you immigrate when you're 16, these are two completely different experiences. Um, I'd say some, anybody who's up sort of below, uh, just before they go to college, uh, and they move to a different country, by the time they're 25, they will sound American, they will behave American, they pretty much be American for all intents and purposes, um, and they will probably speak some Russian, but they will be quite American, like the amount of American in them will be on, uh, larger. And the way I think about it is like the onions, I guess, the layers of a person that are growing over and over again. And then the deeper layers were formed in a different culture and different language. And then you move countries and you start growing new layers on top of it. But the deeper layers are still, the deeper layers of me still speak Russian. So if I have a dream, like a, like a dream that is connected to the deeper parts of me there, they speak Russian. If I do therapy, psychotherapy, I chose a Russian-speaking therapist because I wanted to to work with the parts of me that were formed in a different language. Um, so that is interesting to me. At this stage, you're revealing um, that your native language is Russian and, and that your background is Russian, and so is mine. We haven't talked about this yet in on record. Uh, yeah, so, and the reason why we're talking we're communicating in English right now is so we can reach a wider audience, right? Because I, I think this conversation would have been different. <laughs> I mean, yes. It would have been different uh, had it been in Russian, and I probably would express myself differently. But I think, yeah, I just kind of want to take this in, in the direction of uh, language to use. A new language makes you a different person to a certain extent. Uh, so there's an American version of you and there's a Russian version of you. Sometimes they intertwine. Sometimes one influences the other. And it's considered mm, prudent, beneficial kind of virtues to separate them more cleanly for professional purposes and so maybe to connect with people. Let's say if I meet somebody abroad who is a Russian person, like say in Malaysia or something like that. It's one thing, but I'm, I'm happy to meet them. I'm happy to talk to them. If I meet an American in the same city, same country, I'm also equally happy to talk to them and connect, but those connections are different somehow. But at the same time, they're in the same bucket for me, those people, you know, Americans and Russians abroad outside of America or Russia. You know, they're like, I connect to them equally, but I feel like a different person. I feel like an American when I'm talking to Americans and I don't want to put forward my Russian 
Russianness, you know, to Americans. I don't want to uh, sort of demonstrate, put it on in the in the wind, uh, shop window. Like, look, I have these qualities that make me different from you, whether you like it or not. And uh, I'll, you know, I'll I'll make it maybe even subconsciously make a stronger effort to sound American with Americans, so so that there's a better connection. They have no that they have no choice to be like that because most of them only speak that language and maybe some sort of Spanish. Um, or if they are from a family of immigrants themselves, there's another language there as well. And I think with those people, I connect especially well because we have a kind of a similar um, situation where we had to adopt and develop an American identity. But if I meet Russians who just left Russia for the first time, maybe it's like this month, first month abroad or something like that. It's a different conversation. And I try to be more Russian for them. I definitely don't try to be American for them. I don't want to alienate them. I don't want them. I don't. And maybe it's a subconscious desire to also be accepted by a stranger for some reason. Like, hey, I have all these strong qualities. We can easily connect. And here they are. You know. I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to connect with people and it makes sense why we would, you know, as you're talking to somebody who shares certain qualities, you want to connect with them in this way. Um, it is interesting how speaking to an immigrant, being an immigrant and speaking to an immigrant is so good. Remember uh, Gogol Bordello? It's a band. The singer? It's a band, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, it's like a gypsy, gypsy rock, I guess. Balkan, Balkan punk punk rock or something i'm no expert but it's fascinating because they sing in in english with a heavy heavy um i guess russian accent and they sing about immigration slavic accent that slavic accent Uh let's be precise and they do uh uh, like sing about immigration and um i there's like a certain feeling that comes up for me when i'm listening to them and i i've been to a concert too it's not an over exaggeration to say that there is there are two almost separate identities that i and i'm imagining you and generally immigrants have and these identities are they're different they're different personalities they're different almost different people they have formed at different times one of them is older another one is younger the most shocking thing is when you go back to the country of origin that you haven't been to for a while and then you realize that this entire time the country that you left have been evolving the language was evolving this this was yeah it's like you think that you think that you left they're just waiting for you to come back and continue no it's there it's it's going like it's so true the shock that i experienced when i realized that the language just developed new words that simply did not exist and i'm like holy shit it's a word you did what is that a word now can i say that wow and uh this sort of i i I tried sharing this with people and they would say like sure what's the big deal you know yeah the language the language evolves why do you care so much i'm like you don't understand my home is sort of drifting away in the ocean of life like it is getting further out from me from where i am from what i understand and it is more difficult for me to connect with them because it's just not my my reality anymore and it wouldn't be all that dramatic because i started with saying that immigration is a traumatic event it would be as dramatic if the if where i am i could call home but then i will never be fully american right so it's kind of like one it's it's like in between this is why i think immigrants generally understand each other so well because they all are in the position of in between the sort of in between cultures i'm yearning to make a comparison to uh programming to branching to like Git, like you are a fork, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, you are a fork of your culture. You're a fork of your individual unit of your culture that stopped developing in the context of the culture and is now submerged into a new substance that is growing on. It's, it's, I don't know. Uh, I want to find words to explain how it feels and why it is so important. And I imagine we are not alone in this. I imagine there are people who feel similarly. Um, and it's the thing that I'm realizing is that it's never going to end. Like I can't just cancel this. All these layers I have already grown. They're they're on me. I am it. I became it. And the the number of people who I can relate to being similar to me had sh- shrunken significantly. There's less people who are like me. Um, I left you a voicemail about this um, a few weeks ago, right? About like not being able to even place myself, like self-identify as some. That is that has a label, you know, because sometimes there is a desire to do that. I am this. I'm. Who are you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be something easily identifiable, but I'm not. And it's it's a mess essentially. I am who I am. But try to explain it to a stranger. Try to explain it to an an interested stranger who really wants to know where you're from, where do you live, what do you do, you know. And it's it's a challenge. You kind of like, uh, where do I start? You wrote a nice post about this, you know, because you can choose any point in time from which the story begins. From last week. From three years ago from your birth and then okay well this is my story oh i live in austin for example you would say uh, been here forever and people will have to believe you or i can you can you can say i'm russian i'm as russian as they come i, I just happen to know english you know they will also have to accept that until they get to know you better then then more details will come out yeah i think what's also funny is that um, there is a self-identification but there is also what people project onto you so you want to meet someone for the first i imagine when you travel and you go to, I don't know, somewhere far. Brazil. Um, people look at you in Brazil. It's a good example, right? You speak to, to people in Brazil. I imagine their first guess is, oh, you're Possibly, American. yes. Some kind of Western right? European. You read. A, or Eastern. They, they don't know the difference, really, uh, between uh, Europe or America. Nor do they care. Western. Mm, yeah, sure. Western. They, they don't, nor, nor do they care, right? You're, you're not... Or speaks Portuguese with an accent. You're yeah. not with them. You, you kind of like, it makes sense that you're one of those like white people who speak, uh, who speak English um, with an American accent. Mm. Sure. But you still identify with them. You, you are, they're not going to look at you like, oh, you're, you're Russian. No. I remember when I traveled for work to London, I remember how I can't, I don't know how to speak British English. So when I'm there, I immediately um, identified, I'm, I'm immediately identified as, as, as American. And I remember I was kind of like annoyed by it. I'm like, wait, I'm not. And everybody hates Americans. Don't get me wrong. Everybody's like, ugh, these Americans, they're annoying. And bleh. and I remember how I would... Cheeseburger, <laughs> loud, loudness. That's right. And I try to be more, I, I try to put more accent into me so that I am not as identified into um, American and as, as more identified as someone else. Because at the time, say five years ago, I wanted to not carry that burden yeah when i travel oh huge so many threads in there yes i want to talk about trauma i want to talk about self-identification and external identification so many things let's wrap it up here good thanks for coming on this is a big topic we can continue i think this is just for us for now so till the next episode we'll see what happens thank you so cheers